take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What are the two best apps for Thanksgiving? Answer. Appreciate and appetite. You also get bonus points if you scored some apple pie yesterday. Thought of the day comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Hello, and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. This is episode 33. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. November is Prematurity Awareness Month. It is also a time for Thanksgiving. Today I am talking about maternal health issues and the life course theory with an emphasis on faith. First, I am going to talk about the life course theory. Then I'm going to talk about how some mothers struggle with different emotions in the intensive care situation. Then I'm going to talk about how faith helped some mothers adjust to the reality of having a premature child. Finally, in this week's Rite of Passage Experiences or Rope, I will talk about how a healing mass disappointment later led me to a deeper understanding of faith beyond the physical. All I ask is for you to listen for one or two ideas to take away from this episode. Now, let's get started. The life course theory is also known as the life course perspective. According to the Maternal Health Bureau, the life course perspective or the life course theory is a multidisciplinary approach to understanding the mental, physical, and social health of individuals. LCT incorporates both lifespan and life stage concepts that determine the health trajectory. According to an article published by the National Institute of Health, some of the mothers of medically fragile infants often experience confusion and ambiguity. This is because of the reliance on technology to keep their premature infant healthy. But mothers also mourned the opportunity they never had to parent a healthy newborn. 
for some mothers, the machines, like ventilators, signified a troublesome impediment in establishing a physical and emotional relationship with the infant. But other mothers understood that the machines were necessary for the infant's survival. Some mothers struggled with the desire to hold, feed, and care for the baby. Beyond that, other mothers struggled with whether or not they were responsible for the premature delivery. The same article also cited that issues of faith were important to the mothers finding more purpose. Some mothers attributed the situation to a miraculous intervention to save the child's life. Other mothers referred to the premature child situation as God's will. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I want to talk about two important religious experiences that I had. Both experiences happened to me around my religious visit to Lourdes, a pilgrimage place in France. The first one happened before my trip to Lourdes, and the second one was during my trip to Lourdes. When I was in elementary school, I was sponsored by the local Knights of Columbus organization to be sent on a religious pilgrimage. Lourdes, France became a religious pilgrimage site after the Virgin Mary appeared to a French girl named Bernadette 18 times. Around 5 million people visit the religious site and pray and get spring water from the grotto. Some people believe that the water has healing and miraculous properties. Other people participate in bathing rituals offered by the grotto. The Roman Catholic Church has officially recognized 69 instances of physical healing because of the holy water in the spring. The church has certified the authenticity. When I got the chance to be sponsored to go to Lourdes, I had the original expectation of getting cured. About a month before the trip to Lourdes, I heard about a local healing mass in New York. When I heard about the New York healing mass, I logically thought that it would be better and cheaper to be healed locally in my hometown. My mother and I went to a local healing mass. I wanted physical healing. They prayed over me four times. Each time they asked me if I felt any different. I was expecting to feel a click or a warm sensation of some sort. I didn't feel either of those. The people, though, proclaimed that I was healed. I wanted to believe that I was healed because it was being pushed so hard on me. I gave my mom 
my crutches outside and I was so excited that I took a couple of steps without the crutches. I quickly lost my balance and realized that I hadn't been healed. I was emotionally crushed. After that, I was still encouraged to go to Lourdes to be healed. But I learned after the healing mass not to expect or look for physical healing, but look for a deeper emotional healing or reason. Depending on their religious or family belief systems, parents may want physical healing because it relieves pressure off of them and the family. The simplified, deeper meaning that I gained after going to Lourdes was that my disability had a bigger purpose than just me. The purpose included teachable moments where I could help people understand the person behind the crutches. One of the cyclical empowering beliefs I have, which I learned on my trip to Lourdes, was the more faith I had in God, the more faith God had in me. Therefore, faith is now more of a management process. There are many economic, emotional, and other supporting issues behind the disability. I don't look for physical healing as being fixed these days. I look beyond the physical healing for understanding and the resilience to control and manage my environment and my cerebral palsy by getting incrementally better in the ability to exert the best version of muscle quality control. I now view muscle and other movements as a muscle management process. I do this through consistent and cumulative efforts as an everyday practice. Were there one or two ideas that you heard that you can lean into? Reflections. With ventilators being mentioned as far as keeping the uh, premature child uh, safe and alive or uh, the premature child depending on the medical devices and how the parents feel ambiguous sometimes or confused I also think that the parents sometimes get ambiguous feelings or confused feelings when they see sometimes see crutches even as the child grows up. And I uh, I had that with my parents, and I had that with other adults because they were confused regarding the crutches as medical devices, where I, I see my crutches as devices that I use to navigate the world. And I often, especially in church, or in any religious setting, I'll inevitably get people that come up to me still and say, I'm sorry, and I'll say, for what? 
they'll say, well, I see you have crutches. Then I'll explain to them that they see the crutch as a symbol of my disability, but I see the crutches or other medical devices as tools or ways to navigate the world. And I also think that there's, along with the crutches being, or any medical or disability devices, crutches and other medical devices can help build endurance. In, um, in one of the episodes previously, I talked about Randy Dangerfield in the, in the November 17th episode and how the crutches actually helped me to, to build up more endurance and become less uh, medically fragile. And now I see and understand faith to be more of a, a management process, especially with the belief that the more faith I have in God, the more faith God has in me. And even after thinking about that, I think that the more faith I have in people, I hope that the more faith they have in me. And there's an old or frequently used saying that seek you shall find and knock and the door door will be open to you. What I seek now is the deeper understanding or emotional reasons, any cultural or experience misunderstandings that people might have that really keep them from um, understanding the meanings of disability and that that a disability and crutches or medical devices really are meant and help to make people stronger either physically emotionally or otherwise thank you so much for letting me ramble and i hope you learned something extra from it Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember... It takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful. 
in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. Always well, I, I, I never give up.